0: Welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. Dr. Drill here. Today is my first Tuesday that I will have worked. Uh, Typically off on Tuesday, that was a function of my teaching, my face-to-face instruction in the university setting, which I loved, but which was taking a lot of my time up and was not really a lucrative experience I've said this before I will say it again and I, I, I loved Mercy University I loved the Juan Institute two institutions in which I, I I still do instruct in some capacity but I must say at least at the level that I, as an adjunct I think that it was kind of lame. Like, I feel as though there's a lot of great adjunct professors out there teaching at our institutions of higher learning. Many people that are in the field, like doing, maybe they're an accountant or they're a doctor or, you know, whoever, and they teach a class in their spare time because they love it, because they really are interested in the subject and they're an expert in the subject. And so they toss their hat in the ring. And I don't know, I'm not blaming anybody. I just feel as though there's institutions that are charging 30, 40, 50, 60,000. I said somebody telling me that her sinus is $60,000 a year. You know, this is in Collegeville. Um, tuition payers are shelling out buku dinero. And the te- it sure is selling friggin' money ain't going to the teachers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I was ha- happy for the work that I did to receive pay- any payment for teaching anatomy, I fucking loved every bit of it. But I'm just wondering, like, wow, this world that you seem—you know—it seems lofty. It seems like an honor to teach, and it is. I remember I had an instructor when I took it when I got my master's when I was working on my master's in uh, anatomy. Said, uh, "Why are you guys getting into this?" And basically said, "Don't do this because you want to make a ton of money." Because it's just not there. said so you can make a living if you, you know, get, find a good full-time position and get tenured. Or, you know, you teach at a bunch of schools, you could conceive, get some online gigs, you could conceivably make a living doing that, but it's not that, <clears throat> that lucrative. I didn't think that I was going to be wearing a fucking tweed jacket with patches on the elbows, you know. But, I expected just a little bit more, I was hoping for more opportunity, you know, and I think that at the places where I'm teaching, even if I was a full-time professor, it wouldn't be anything that would allow me or coerce me to uh, quit my day job. So I throttled back, and I just went on a major aside there because, you know, just to make the point that I'm now open for Tuesdays, where I was closed previously due to my teaching. Just burned a couple minutes talking about that shit. I have a little bit of an ax to grind against, them, you know, about the... Uh, scholastic environment, being a non-traditional student myself, having taught on the university level now, I kind of feel like it's, like there's a lot of adjuncts that are fucking awesome and if they're not being taken advantage of, they at the very least will start to gravitate, realize okay, this is like I stop playing around here, I gotta do something that, you know, make the best use of my time, you know Students ultimately lose, because I think these institutions, some of the adjuncts are the best teachers that that are there. I know for a fact, and people, you know, many people who would back me on this, I was the best anatomy professor in that fucking school. They had to limit the number of students that would enroll in my class because everybody wanted to do it they had to give they had to push people into other professors because everybody wanted to be with Dr. L in fact and so that's why I'm now open on Tuesdays because it just wasn't worth it it wasn't worth my time and I didn't see much of a future in it they offered me a full time position at this very moment and said hey we're going to pay I don't know $60,000, $70,000 $60,000, $70,000 a year. I would have to say no. You know, I'd be bored out of my fucking cord, too. So, today, my first day back, it was kind of an interesting day, I'll tell you that right now. I mean, it was steady, it was kind of nicely paced, but patients will fuck that up, you know, they'll show, I had a guy show up two hours early for his appointment, Uh, last week, he was scheduled for the same time, he didn't show up last week, so we had a pay double, and he showed up two hours early, we squeezed him in, had another woman, she left her purse in her husband's car, and, which is now parked in long term parking down in, uh, Philly airport, Had a patient tell me that she used to be a uh, photographer, like full-time, entrepreneurial photographer. She married. She took pictures at Cecily Tynan's wedding, some other like celebrity-esque people in the Philadelphia area. Um, told me that people often people will sue you in that industry. If they don't like the pictures and they pay for something that they don't like, it, they will they will try to sue you. Something like that. Some sort of bad experience she had. How crazy is that, huh? She did not say that Cecily Tyman sued her. She just said that she's been... There's lawsuits that will arise in that environment when she did her wedding photography. she said she fucking hates it, she never, no, she didn't say her fucking anything, I just put words in her mouth, but she basically said that it's the last thing she would ever want to do, so what would be your favorite subject to to take a picture of, to photograph, she goes, I'll have to think about that, so I appreciate your honesty, and uh, I, I can't wait to hear, you know, what it ultimately is. thought. (laughs) Okay, I'm back. So my photography friend, I put her on the spot, said, okay, what would be your favorite What would you like to photograph more than anything? She said, oh, not a wedding. You got it. She's going to think about it. I can't wait to hear what it might be. What would be the, uh, that subject? You know? And I I I use the analogy. I have a friend, I don't know if I told you about my friend who's a I mean she's a concert violinist, man. She's the real deal. And she had a friend who's also a, a musician. I asked her if she would do her play her wedding do like, you know, rocking violin quartet or whatever. And she's like, for you, I would do it, but it's the last rocking thing she wants to do. So it's interesting, always interesting to me how people, they don't, when they do something for a living, they don't want to do that shit on their own time they're just sick of it they might be expert at it I've spoken about this before it's a thing so we'll see what she has to say this is interesting I have a patient came in last night the guy's a dentist. I said, yeah, you know, somebody such and such referred me in here. so said, that's wonderful. Thank you. I'll thank them. He said, oh, chiropractor. I had somebody at the Walmart. I was at the Harleysville Walmart, and a chiropractor fell down and hit her head on the curb. I rendered, you know, I rushed to her aid. I'm thinking, man, I, I know a few female chiropractors. Yeah, she's older. She said that da, 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 she got a tattoo. Da, da. So I know exactly who that is. I'm going to check on her, so... That was interesting. Here we are, right by the Harleysville Walmart. Christ, I got a fucking love triangle that I'm privy to. People, patients that come in. I got friggin' husbands and wives and other parties that are involved in this thing. I love everybody. You meeting everybody in some sort of scandalous situation like that. They're all coming to me for my chiropractic care, not my advice. So I'm just going to be like, love everybody and uh, proceed with caution. You know what I mean? Just care for people. That's the best thing about serving. Service is that you're just there to help people. You can't save everyone. You can't sort out all their other problems in their life. They they will often lean on you in situations. I mean, these people I'm talking about with this love triangle—they're like old enough to be my parents. It's just fucking crazy. Um, I'm just gonna be mum's the word, you know. How's everybody doing? Love everyone. I um, had a conversation this morning with uh, such a wonderful friend, a therapist. And I talked to her about people, oh, she, she asked me about resolutions. You remember, I have some opinions on res, resolutions, right? How people are: I'm fascinated. Just got a text message that came in. My friend uh, Boga Lee, has been requested at his buddy's house. Right this morning, just as a quick aside, <laughs> I got a. Since it's Tuesday, I'm starting at nine thirty. I get out, you know, get ready, <clears throat> drag an ass a bit. Sam's going into school a little bit later, so I take him in. I gotta get up, Sam's gotta shit shower and shave, we get ready, we throw a bogey, and I walk out the front door, or the, the garage, he follows me, and sprints right to his buddy's house, like he, like, cause that's, what, that's the mode that we're in on Tuesdays, typically, so there they are, we, I race the truck down there, press for time now, and there they are, separated by a fence, look like two jailbirds. reluctantly had to leash him up and bring him over. He was, uh, put him in the truck and take him down the office for six hours. So now I get a text message from his mom, his buddy's mom. And she's like, we're home. I'm like, yeah, we're coming. Tell you, I said it before, nothing, few things these days make me happier than seeing these guys playing having a good time together. So they're going to recreate today. Tomorrow he's got his Aunt Pat. You know, Weekend is progressing well. So back to my friend, the, uh, the therapist. Talking about, uh, she brought up, hey, what do you think about resolutions? And I told her my spiel about how I feel like everybody does, in fact, want to change in the new year. And, you know, they're hopeful and they want to believe that they can improve themselves and, uh, but, some, but it's almost like in adopting a resolution you're jinxing yourself or you're, yeah, you're afraid that you're going to fall short. You have before. You're not going to set up, you know, strict, you know, goals or anything like that or declare them so that, you know, one specific thing. I want to lose weight. Well, if you don't lose weight you're a loser. So if you don't kind of like my my patient who doesn't acknowledge a text message. If you don't acknowledge it, it's easier for you to overlook it and something came up. Lo and behold, something came up. Listen, motherfucker, if you make an appointment, you keep it. Don't tell us at the last fucking minute. I'm going to get on about that. Same thing with resolutions, right? People are Like, oh, maybe if I don't say anything, maybe if I don't make a resolution, then that must mean that, uh, you know, it's okay to fall short of it. So, talked to her about, give her my two cents about it, and I said, you know, there's this phenomenon this time of year, people are, you see all these folks in the gym. And us avid gym goers will say, hey, look at all these people here now. I bet you they're not going to be here in in a month, you know? It'll clear out, which it does. So it's a matter of practicality, but it's also. um... It's almost like a resentment of people because they want to change like a judgment of of people because they aren't they so pathetic that they're trying to change themselves they're trying to adopt resolutions or using the new year as leverage as an opportunity to take the power back or something like that and yes it is it is an, an observation it is a a thing, right? People will crowd the gyms in the new year because they're ambitious. They, 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 now they're buckling down. And on some level, yes. We, you know, It's annoying because sooner or later, usually sooner, they're going to fucking drop off. But what if we, rather than, you know, looking at the regarding these people with disgust, what if we embraced it and said, you know what, like if I was the gym, I would say, or, oh, I know what it is. Somebody told me the other day that a gym stopped accepting memberships in the new year because of this whole thing. I thought, that's fucking dumb. I'll tell you why you know, we should be, rather than scowling at these people, we should embrace, you know, like, and make it easier for them, you know, if I were the gym, I'd write something like, hey, it's going to be crowded in the new year, this is a good thing, you know, we're excited for people to come in here with their goals, their dreams and ambitions, and we want to help you let us know how we can, you know, please be patient. If there's somebody that's crowding an exercise area, uh, please be patient with them. They're trying to improve themselves. And this is the time of year when people really get ambitious in this regard. So let's be understanding. Let's help them. Let's help one another. That's something, and my therapist friend thought that was great, she was kind of like, oh, I like that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like that, you know, like people buying, getting their Fitbits, and people buying their, you know, lining up to buy their shoes, their running shoes, or whatever the fuck they're doing, getting their Pelotons, yeah, we can, we can look at this with contempt, because... because we're so disciplined, we're at it all the time. Or we can regard it with we can with open arms, you know? We can welcome it, welcome it with open arms. People trying to change. It's counterintuitive, but I think it's a strategy that would work if Planet Fitness or whatever gym put a sign up that said, hey, we're gonna be busy, you know? There might be some crowding around various machines. This is the time of year where everybody's trying to, to get a good start, you know, to improve themselves. That's awesome. Let's encourage that. You know, if you can see somebody, you know, just be courteous. Uh, you know, be mindful that somebody else might want to use that machine. And uh, be respectful. People ultimately are, but they'll talk shit afterwards. Oh, the program... Smith machines are tied up or, you know, that leg press machine or that, my favorite rowing machine, it's like small inconvenience and and we can also look at it as though, hey, it's it's motivation, you're in there, there's energy, I'm a big energy guy, what about these folks that are, are in there next to us and they're trying to, you know... Improve themselves. We should encourage them and we should feed off that energy uh, because it's fuel. Alright, I spoke on my piece. I'm going to drop my boy off. Watch this. You want to hear Bogey get excited? Hey, Bugs. You want to go see Dasher? You want to go see Dashy? We're going to go. We're going to pull right into his driveway. I'm going to let you out. You guys will play. I know. I wonder what his voice would be like. All right, buddy? We're going to go see Dasher right now. I'm turning in. you in there where's he at you excited we're stash Yay! <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Come here, boy. Oh, I know, I know. All right, hold on.